I want to speak today on destiny restoration anointing. In every season, God sends a man, a man who will stand in gap for his family and change the story of that family. My prayer for you today is that child of God, this year, not next year, this year, the Lord, my God, he will change your destiny forever. Amen. I received a testimony today of somebody whose HB level had gotten down, gone down the past two days. The person was not very well. So I carried a communion and prayed. And I said, go. And I hear that it has risen by two points up. Because when God shows up with his anointing, whatever is diminishing is restored back to normalcy. And after this morning, whatever it is in your life that is diminishing, that thing is restored back to normalcy. Praise the Lord, somebody. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Come with me to the book of Genesis chapter 35, verse 16 to 20. And they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel traveled, and she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni. But his father called him Ben-Jameh. What does Benoni mean? Son of my sorrow. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. That is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. It means that Rachel's grave is unto which day? This day. Genesis chapter 49, verse number 27. Jacob is prophesying to the children of Benjamin. And this is what he says. He says, Benjamin, give me new living translation. He says, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, devouring his enemies in the morning, dividing his plunder in the evening. Verse 28. He says, these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said as he told his sons goodbye. He blessed each other with an appropriate message. Let me ask you a question. If you are going to depart from your son and bless your son, is this an appropriate message for a person who the mother called him Benoni, but his grandmother called the name Benoni, his father called him Benjamin, yet Jacob is about to die. He looked at his son. Why? He is doing everything to transfer the inheritance to Joseph. He is doing what? Everything. To transfer the inheritance unto Joseph. But his father, when the father changed the name from Benoni, he called him Benjamin, which means, write this down. Benjamin means son of my right hand. What does it mean? Write it down. Son of my right hand means son of my authority. You see, that was Benjamin's birthright according to that which his father spoke at the day of his birth. This is the reason why when God was getting ready to bless a king out of the 12 tribes of Israel, God went to the son of authority. 
Jacob is going to die. And he's going to speak a blessing over his children's life. He looked at Benjamin. If you not bless me, don't say that I am like a ravenous wolf. Who brings a wolf to his home? He calls him a ravenous wolf. That he kills his prey in the morning. He does not do anything in the night when he's supposed to sleep. That is when he is dividing his spoil. He's not counting what he got. He means night time I'm counting. Daytime I'm hunting. Night time I'm what? Count. Night is a time of sleep. He doesn't sleep. This one, his father called it a blessing. I speak over your life. Anybody you saved and in the place of a blessing, they spoke a negative thing. As a man of God, I reverse it. It's a serious matter. Hallelujah. Jacob wrestled with the angel for his birthright. And the angel asked him, what is your name? He says, my name is Jacob. He says, no. Your name will not be Jacob. You will not be a supplanter. You are a prince of Israel. When you read before the blessing, the Bible says, Jacob said, gather yourself, ye sons of Jacob, gather yourself. The Bible says, and I, Israel, I will speak. He stood in his priestly office as a prince, in the place of authority, to declare things that were negative to that of his children. He was playing favoritism. I stand in this place and I prophesy. I look into your face. Maybe whilst you were growing up, somebody spoke a negative word against you. Maybe you went to serve, and at the place they were supposed to bless you, they looked at you and they looked at their children, and they saw that there was honor on you, so they predicted a negative outcome for your future. Ah, I stand in the place of prayer. I override whatever they said as your prophet. From the place of authority, I override it. I said it will not stand, neither shall it come to pass. I override it for you. You compete with people and in the place of authority, they speak negative things without you being aware. I stand in the same place of authority as God's servant. I declare that you, you will flourish. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, I declare that you, you will flourish. One more time. I said, I declare that you, you will flourish. Oh, somebody shout, I will flourish. His father called him what? He says, a ravenous wolf. Is that not it? But look at what the Bible says. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse number 1. And this is the blessing wherewith Moses the man of God blessed the children of Israel before his death. So Moses was also going to bless. Amen. Verse 12. And of Benjamin he said. The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him. And the Lord shall cover him all the day long. And he shall dwell between his shoulders. Deuteronomy 33 verse number 12. What did the father say? Give me both scriptures. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, devouring his enemies in the morning and dividing his plunder in the evening. Look at me, everybody. This is what he said. Nobody will bring his children close to. It means that this guy, you can't be safe around him. Are you getting it? And Moses is speaking. He said the people of Benjamin are loved by the Lord and live in safety beside him. He surrounds them continuously and preserves them from every harm. First time they say he's a wolf. This time everybody is dwelling safely with them. I speak over your life. When people see you, they would want to associate with you. I said when people see you, they would want to connect with you. Sister, when people see you, they would want to love you. So shall be your testimony. Listen to me, child of God. In this life, not everything is prayer. Even after you finish praying, people 
must look at your face. And when they see your face, they must honor you. I tell you what, something that is happening now in government. They are choosing new Supreme Court judges. But they say that there must be some balance. So they are looking for a certain specific person from a certain specific tribe to fill a certain specific position so that there's some balance at the top. Regional balance. Someone say regional balance. You know they do it. Sometimes even on the, or in the, on the world stage, they ask for a regional balance that everybody must have somebody at the table. They have gone to look for somebody who must go through certain steps before they get there. But by superior authority, that thing, that step that you must go through before you get there has been written off by somebody in a higher position of power who says, I am looking, find me. They said, the person we have found is in a lower class court. They said, elevate the person to the same position. It is not how many years you have sat on a bench that determines your promotion. It is the God of heaven who places a grace on your head and lifts you. I pray for you today in this place that people will love you and feel safe around you. I speak over your life that whenever you show up, let a law, let a policy be put in place that favors you to advance your cause. Now, First Samuel chapter 9 verse 1 to 3. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah. The son of Bakorath, the son of Apia, a Benjamin, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a godly. And there was not among the children of Israel a godlier person than he. From his shoulder and upward, he was higher than any of the people. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, was lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now. One of the servants with thee, and arise, go and seek the asses. Verse 15 to 17. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 15. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold, the man whom I speak to thee of, this same shall reign over my people. The father's promise over him was hanging over his head. He was a son of my right hand. Yet Jacob has called him a ravenous wolf. Jacob has spoken, his mother, his own mother, the most important stage of a person's life is the point of birth. The point of birth, the child can die. Somebody told me that the devil's greatest place to fight people is at the point of birth because he can cut you off. At the point of birth, the mother was in pain. The mother spoke, son of my sorrow. His grandfather before his death spoke and said, he's a ravenous wolf. It means he's a son of sorrow. He's a man who always have enemies. But Moses came. And when Moses spoke, Moses' speaking could not override what the mother said. Because the mother's words were more powerful at the point of birth. And this case followed him. He followed. The father tried to change it. Put a birthright on him as a son of. The thing was not working. So when God was getting ready to make a king, God went to the Benjamite to pick one person. And when he picked him, the prophet said this. The Bible says, 
First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1. Then Samuel took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Benjamin's original birthright was to be a man of power and influence. Yet the mother had spoken a negative word. So when you read the book of, I think, Jeremiah, the Bible says in Jeremiah 31 verse 15, Thus says the Lord, A voice was heard in Ramah, Lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Rachel is dead, yet she's weeping, refusing to be comforted because somebody has spoken. And what the person spoke is affecting. The woman herself spoke is affecting her own child. And she's refusing to be comforted. Remember, when you read what Jacob said concerning Benjamin's life, he says he's a ravenous wolf. He devours his enemies. How do you tell me that as for him, he always has enemies? Why? It's like Donald Trump. He always has enemies. He's the only president that has enemies all over the world. I've never seen him before. People who have not even seen him before hate him. In this life, Sometimes people speak, but the cry of your mother will make a room for you. He says, Rachel is crying, refusing to be comforted. Let me show you something. That is how come. Let's go back to first Samuel chapter 10, verse 2. Verse 1 says that then someone took a veil of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelza. Papa, look at the scripture well. He says in Jeremiah that Rachel is crying in words. Rama. Where was the prophet? The prophet's place was Rama. Today you have come to Rama. Some oil will come on your head. Look, look, look at the scripture. He said, When thou departed from me today, remember in Jeremiah 31 15, he said, That says the Lord, a voice was heard in Rama. Rama is the place of the prophet. That's where Prophet Samuel was. Lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Matthew chapter 2, verse 18. In Rama was there a voice heard. Lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Why is this scripture repeated in the Bible? Rachel was the one who gave birth to two sons, Joseph and Benjamin. And she's crying. Because a Benjamite must be anointed. But the, you see, the yoke must be destroyed. And because the yoke has not yet been destroyed, Rachel will not sleep. There are many of us, we don't pray. We pray a little and then we are tired. You pray small. Like the way I'm behaving this morning. That I want to eat, I want to eat, I want to eat. No. Listen to me, sir. There is a price you pay in prayer. You must pay a price for your children. You must pay a price for your future. You must pay a price in prayer. Listen, Rachel will not be comforted. Don't comfort me. In other words, there are times you don't have to be comfortable. Men in this room, look at me, every man. Stop being comfortable. Men, fast. We fast 6, 6 a.m. to 12. No way, break it. No, the men in this room must fast more than the women because we are the leaders. And as leaders, we must lead our home. And if we don't secure the thing, 
Somebody will speak and the thing will affect our children and our wives and children. As a father over you, as your spiritual father, I must prophesy. I must pour some oil on your head because when people weep, oil must break it. The anointing breaks every yoke, sir. Someone poured the oil and said this. You will meet a people. Okay, number one, he says that. Let's start from First Samuel chapter 10, verse 2. When thou departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Let me ask you a question. A man that at the beginning when the father sent him, he didn't care about him. Read the Bible. After he became a king. Did the Bible ever mention his father's name in the Bible? Sometimes you read your Bible, then you close your eyes. Open it. Look at me. I see that everybody is looking at the scripture. Everybody look at me. He says that. When thou art departed from me today. Okay, now look at the scripture. All of us look at the scripture. When thou art departed from me today. Then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee. The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left the care of the asses and sorroweth for you. Son of my sorrow. Now the father has left the care. Now Papa, because he didn't take the animal to the to graze. When they came and one was lost, the father did not let him go with the one who took the animal. He says, speak one of the servants and go and look for the ass. Does it make sense? No, no, no. Somebody look at me. Let, let me ask you a question. The one who went to, if, if, Papa, if I, I took a, a goat to go and graze and I bring them back and one is missing and I come and tell you, am I not the best person that you add to somebody? Let's say Esther. Esther. Maybe Esther is your son. You say, Esther, go away, Daniel. Go and look for the asses. No. He called his son did not say he should go with the servant who went he said he should look for one of the servants and go and search what do you think the father was doing because he didn't even give him money he said when the oil comes on your head your father is now looking for you what shall I do for my son Verse then shall that go on forward from thence when the oil comes on your head today number one people will look for you when the oil comes on your head today he said when the oil comes the people who were who didn't care about you they'll begin to care for you yeah. that's what it means it means when the oil comes on your head today the people who didn't love you they'll begin to love you yeah. the people who never look for you they will find you yeah. number two he says then you shall go on forward from this in other words you begin to see progress in your life there are many of us, we pray and pray and pray. We don't anoint ourselves. But after today, you will anoint yourself and see progress. Amen. Then that shall go on forward from thence. And that shall come into the plain of Tabor. And there shall meet the three men going up to God to Bethel, carrying three kids. And another carrying three, kids, three loaves of bread. And another carrying a bottle of wine. Go to the next verse. And they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread. Ah. Which thou shalt receive of their heart. You have not met them before. But when the oil comes on your head, 
When people see you, they will give to you. Amen. Sister, you didn't say amen. amen. Oil, the anointing, is that which makes your face shine. The oil attracts strategic people who will give to you. Remember, they were going somewhere with it. But when they meet you, that which they were taking to a designated place, they will change their mind and give to you. In the place of death, this is where the mother got to and made a pronunciation and release sorrow. This is the very place, Rachel Sepulchre, is the very place that, that Jacob came to and called his last born a ravenous wolf. This is the place, the place of death is the very place where Rachel declared over his child that he's giving birth to and called him a son of my soul. It was a place of contention between the father's word and the mother's word. It is the place where Jacob said that he fights enemies. He's a, he's a fighter of enemies. Or in the night, in the place of rest, he's not dividing his spoil. He's not counting what he got in the battle. He says in the morning, he goes after his prey. In the night, in the place of rest. So when will he enjoy the fruit of his labor? It was in this place that he said, when this oil comes on your head, it is no more about what you have labored for, but others will labor and you will enjoy. Yeah. Others will labor and you will enjoy. Yeah. That's what he said. When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelza. It is the border. It is... He, you have come into the point where Benjamin's border ends. At that border, there is a Rachel sepulchre. Your mother's tomb is laid in that place. And the tomb is crying. Ah, because destiny is between the womb and the tomb. And the man's destiny is counted between the time of his birth and the time of his death. The dash there. He was born 1942 to 1999. That made the, the dash there. That is the span of a man's destiny. He says that the span of your destiny in this same place, in the place of the tomb, in the place where your destiny was buried. In the place where your potentials was buried, even though you had the birthright to be a king, even though what God has intended for you, what your father's thought was that you will be a son, a son of my right hand, a son of power, a son of greater influence and authority over all the children of Israel. That was the one that the father said, a son of my power. He said, You, you in this place, you will be a son of my sorrow. But he says, In the same place, in the place where they spoke negative things when the oil comes on your head and you get to that place you will meet the people who will give to you yeah. after today any words that were spoken against your life when this oil comes on your head brother my god will speak for you yeah. you just date somebody a friend of mine dated a girl. The girl wore Hollandese to go and greet the boy's mother. The boy's mother said that this lady, this lady is too high for my son and told the son over my dead body that you married the lady. Not because the lady did anything wrong with her. It was because she was wearing Hollandese. Anybody that has spoken against your life, 
whether your first boyfriend's mother, your second boyfriend's mother, your first husband's mother, your whatever, whoever spoke against your life. I stand in the place of prayer and I reverse it. One of my daughters had a problem with his husband. When they went, the auntie or mother said that. I stand in the place of prayer. The very people who spoke, they will see you and they will regret ever not speaking for you. I said they will see you and they will regret ever not speaking for you. He said, then thou shalt go forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor. And there shall meet thee three men going up to God in Bethel. One carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, another carrying a bottle of wine, and they will salute thee. Somebody say recognition. recognition. After this anointing, you receive recognition. Yeah. And give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. After that, thou shalt come to the hill of God. Where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to verse 1, thou art come either to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with the pastry, and tablet, and a pipe, and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them. The Benjamites were not called as prophets. They were not Levites. Are you getting me? So he was not supposed to be a prophet. But he was a son of authority. This was the authority that he had. Can I tell you something? God had placed upon them three kinds of graces. Because they were people of authority, kinship was on them. Prophecy or the prophetic was on them. But this was a spirit that was contending against them. Do you know that Elijah was the Benjamite? Elijah, the Tishabite. The Benjamite, put that scripture there. Elijah, the Tishabite. He was a Benjamite. The prophetic was on them. Yet the mother, at the point of birth, instead of speaking good words, had made a pronunciation of a negative word. His grandfather, at the point of death, instead of speaking for them, he had he had reprogrammed and deprogrammed their life. He had deprogrammed them and reprogrammed. But I came to deprogram whatever had programmed against you and to reprogram a new program for your destiny. Put on the screen, Elijah the Tishbat. He was a Benjamite. So somebody's wondering the question, Pastor, why did the mother's curse? On the sun still had such effect. Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, go and check. Said unto him, go and check there. When you when you when you find out, you find out that he was a Benjamin. He carried it. But God had to break that case. Hallelujah. The reason why his mother still cares prevailed was because destinies are formed in the womb. Write it down. Destinies are formed in the womb. Psalm 51, verse 1 to 2. He said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. Next verse. Next verse. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, birth, and in sin did my mother conceive me. My destiny was shaped in iniquity. That's what he said. I get me. You see, at the point of birth, the words of a mother at the point of birth is stronger than the prophetic words of a father. 
unless the anointing of a man of God stronger than that can break the curse of the womb. Who did God curse? The man or the woman in Genesis? God said to the woman that in sorrow shall thou give birth. At the point of birth is a serious matter. What you came up with and what the legacy you live on this earth is the measure of a man's destiny. What do I mean? What, what you came up with, the gift says you came up and, and, and the legacy that you live is what measures a man's destiny. When I came into this world, this is what I did. In this life, is the legacy that you live that matters. The legacy. Praise the Lord. But Benjamin came up with a curse. Came up with a curse. But Jacob immediately spoke. But it didn't prevail. Why did Jacob immediately speak? Why didn't it prevail over the mother's words? It is because at that time, Jacob spoke, but he had not yet come into a prophetic covenant with God yet. Papa, Jacob spoke, but he had not wrestled with the angel for his name to be changed. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you have not built a covenant with God, you will speak, it will have an effect. You cannot just stand and speak. That's why there are some words when people speak, immediately you must stand and say, it will not stand, neither shall it come to pass, because you don't have a covenant with God. Have you noticed that sometimes when I'm making declaration, I, I say things of what God has done for me, or God, you said this to me, you did this for me, or I will tell you a certain story and stand on it. Is because a covenant is invoked at that time. So he could not override the words that Benjamin's mother spoke. He did not have a prophetic covenant with God. The only time the curse turned was when a prophetic man of God came into the, the, the scene to break it by the prophetic anointing. Because right at the womb, the mother blotted Benjamin's testimony and took it to the tomb. He blotted the son's destiny, took it to the tomb. And when he got to the tomb, she was crying. Crying. Because his children are being affected. Because she said the children will be people of sorrow. Do you know that even when Saul became a king, he could not prevail. All his descendants, the mother was crying. Elijah could not finish his work. What is it that has been prevalent in your father's house? Elijah could not finish his work. God carried him to heaven. Because the curse was speaking from the tomb against Benjamin. But the spirit of Rachel was crying for the children of Benjamin. Because God wants us to understand what happened in the tomb. That is why in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 15, God said, Rachel is crying in the tomb for the children are not. That's why it was quoted in Matthew chapter 2 verse number 18. Samuel the prophet carried a destiny restoring anointing and he was living in Ramah. So the Benjamin, the people who must be made kings must rise. And there's a king that must rise from this service today. Because you have come to Ramah. You have come to the place of the prophet. Because listen to me, the prophetic place is the place where the anointing is released. And the curse was broken. The moment the curse was broken, he heard that the donkeys have been found. The moment the oil came, he heard the donkeys have been found. Papa, there are some, there's an oil that must come on your head today. Some things that are lost in your life, you must find them. I'm telling you. Some things that are lost, you must find them. I'm not joking about this service tonight because this service, something must happen. Something must happen. You can't struggle all your life. That you have to build your first house at the age of 45, 50. It's an anomaly. 
at that time, how old are your children? They stay with you a few years, they have gone. Then now you have to move from top floor and come down. When I started building my house, a friend of mine came to tell me that, please build a short building because after a while you'll be old, then you come down. I look at the person and ask him, do you think this is going to be my only house I stay in? What about my house in Ebri? What about the one at Adam beyond the, at the uh, river front? What about the one in, 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 in Sogakope by the river front? Lana? What, what about the one in Kumase? What about the one in Tamale? What about the one in Takrade? You, don't, you see them, don't say, say something. Uh, if people will stay in Ebri, I'll have a house like the Hamptons in Ebri. Be there. Be there. I hear people are buying houses in, in Sugakope and they are putting boats on it and, and I'm buying some. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a mistake. I am getting some. Somebody shout, I am getting some. Because you don't necessarily have to use money to buy. Praise the Lord. After this anointing service, whatever has been lost will be found. Lost businesses will be found. There's going to be the restoration of the economic power of the of your life. He said they will give to you. That means that means the economic power of the Benjamites will be restored. He says your father is looking for you. What does it mean? Family reconciliation. Are you writing it now? I said what? Family. The father did not care for him. He started caring. After this meeting, the people who don't care for you will start caring for you. They will care for you. They will care for you. There was a prophetic release into the destiny of the Benjamins. He says that you will meet a company of prophets and the spirit of God will come upon you and you will do as the occasion demands. Tonight I impart into you the spirit of God. When you are faced with difficulty and opposition, the spirit of God will come upon you and you will prophesy. And that which you speak will come to pass. Amen. Look at it. The interesting part is this. Israel, afterwards, when the oil came upon his head, Israel were looking for a king. Even though Saul did not want it, it came on him because the oil was on his head. When people are looking for people to favor, even if you think you don't qualify, they will choose you. Amen. I want you, want you, they will choose you. Amen. Want you, me see, they will choose you. Amen. I heard the story of a guy who now works with DDP and he's a big boy there. That he he came in from the back. He didn't have a big qualification. And he was working in the company and he he struggled. The boss didn't like him. So the boss did everything. So he left the company. Apparently, Togbe Afede had noticed the guy. So he came and said, Ah, where is this young man? He said, Oh, he's no more works. He said, What? He no more works here. Why? Why is he? He's very good. He's very good at calling. Well, so he called. He said, "Ah, my boss sacked me." You know what Pogba Fede did? He sacked the boss and made the boy the head of the team. He did what? After this anointing, your recognition will be known. There are contracts that must come to you. Receive it. There are opportunities that must come to you. Receive it. Some people will be sat and you'll be given the door. <laughs> Let me tell you a story of a, a guy who was very ungrateful to me. Very ungrateful. He was looking for a contract with USAID. He owns a jet. There are cargo jets that carries things for USAID and other companies. God was never faithful to me. 
And in the days of Donald Trump, they canceled it because his deal was with the Democrats. So they canceled the deal and gave the USAID deal to transport goods into the sub-Saharan African nations to somebody else. He gave it to the person. So a lady who was part of our fellowship then came to pick me to go and pray for this guy. And the guy was making $500,000 a month. And he lost. So this guy came to call me. And he told me the amount of money he was making. So he called me and I said, there is an anointing. When it comes on your head, that which they wouldn't have given to you, they will give it to you. So I prayed for him and quoted the book of Job and said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the year. But now my eyes, I said, God will let you see that a prophet has come into your house. I prayed for within 24 hours. He received a call from the competing company that they gave the deal to. And said, we cannot execute the deal. We are giving the deal back to you. Do it and let share profit. I stand the same grace. The guy did not favor me. But therefore, I pick it from his head. Today, and I place it on your head. I pick it from his head. That grace that was released. I take it from me. I give it to you. Receive divine recognition. Receive divine favor. From today, you will come into a company of people. And they will give to you. They will give to you. Receive it. And all these blessings came on him because he brought a seed to the prophet. When you start the scripture... Give me the part where you were asking for. He said that they didn't have a money. He says, the Bible says, in the olden days, when you go to a prophet, you must give him a seed. And he said he didn't have money. Then the servant said, I have some money with me. I have some what? Oh, go to First Samuel chapter 9. First Samuel chapter 9. That's where it is. I think verse 4 or 5 or something. Is there around verse 4 or 5. And he passed through Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of... Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamin, but they found them not. Next. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to a servant that was with him, Come and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God. He is an honorable man. All that he saith come surely to pass. Now let us go either. Peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. Next verse. Then said Saul to his servant. But behold if we go what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels and there is not a present to bring to the man of God. What have we? Next verse. And the servant said unto Saul again. And said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver. That will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Next verse. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire God, that he spake, Come and let us go to the seer. For he that is now called the prophet was before time called a seer. Then said Saul to his servant, Well, said, Come, let us go. So they went into the city where the man of God was. Every time you come to see God, remember to connect that which you are requesting from God with a sacrifice. It was a Jewish tradition that they left by. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm going to pour the oil on your head. But remember this principle. Sacrifices are key to your success. I'm saying this unashamedly. I have sold every money that this church has. 
The only money now in the church account is what we are saving during this fasting. But I've sold our church foreign currency, local currency. I've sold my foreign, all the money I have. I sold that my money came to 0.00 for all my account. My company account, my business, uh, my personal account is 0.00. At some point, my son Kingsley was the one giving me money as he sent me dollars. The Lord my God will remember you for what you did for me. Because prayer without sacrifice, it won't work. There must be a sacrifice on the altar. So please, pray and ask God, how much should I give to you? I won't tell you, bring God one CD or two pesos. It is not my place to tell you what you should give to God. But gather that money. Pray over it. And after that, expect the unexpected. Because my life cannot be the same. The life of this church, the finances of Faith Life Church cannot ever be the same. Is somebody ready? Yes. Somebody ready for this anointing that I'm going to do for you? Uh, you won't pray much because you've been praying throughout the week. But the last three days, I'm in a fast. Carry something that will cost you some. If it doesn't cost you, it is not a sacrifice. Uh, listen to what I'm saying. I repeat it. If you don't feel it, and if it doesn't cost you anything, it is not a listen to me. If you have known me, as Pastor Victor has known me for many, many years since I was young, I've always been a crazy giver. I never lack. I am favored by God. You will pray. Please, that money is not free money. It's a memorial seed. I have called it this year miracle offering. You can't buy a miracle from God, but you are provoking a sacrifice. By you are provoking an answer by sacrifice. The people said their food is finished, their water is finished. There is nothing to give to the man in case they are even going back. Where they have even gotten to everything is finished. Oh. The only thing they will use to buy food to go back. He said, Let's give it to the man. And when they brought it, and oil was on their head. The Bible says, Look at the things that began to open for them. See, he borrowed the money from the servant to, to so. You will sow. I say you what? You will sow. I'm asking God, what am I sowing? Because some things is not prayer. It's a sacrifice that changes it. Whatever you are, close your eyes and pray. Say, Lord, let this oil come on my head. The oil of exponential growth. The oil of unusual increase. The oil of restoration of my destiny. Let this anointing come on my head. Father, I refuse to be eating from paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, hand to mouth. People live in Ghana, they pay them in dollars. Some earn big People get big deals at younger ages. Why not you? People, bosses enter into an organization and they just see somebody and say they want to mentor them and give them opportunity. Why not you? Why would you have to go through life struggling over and over and over and over? Why? You want to pray? My God. You will show up in my life. Everybody pray. My bro, my bro. I cannot struggle in marriage, struggle in business, struggle. Why, why, why me? Only me. Why? Pray. Everybody pray. Whoever spoke against you, when the oil comes, let it be reversed. Beautiful. Everybody sees you as a beautiful lady. Yet no sensible man comes into your life. No sensible man. No sensible man. 
no sensible man comes into your life no sensible man everybody who comes into your life gives you problems why 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 everybody give birth easily only you childbirth is a problem cry unto God and say God ah let there be a shift everybody pray God must answer why should you date somebody for more than two years three years four years the person is not saying anything this year they must be only people marry and they get joy only you your father's house marriage is not you are praying and say God my life must change ah somebody pray somebody pray only you one struggle after the other one problem after, one challenge after the other one one issue after the other only you why everybody in this place I need the oil in this place Gloria get me oil double the grace that brings completion to them give your people unusual miracle and testimony let signs and wonders follow your children in Jesus name Amen